Well, since October 7th, since the attack, uh, when uh, Hamas attacked Israel, there have been many, many gatherings. There have been rallies. There have been many of these happening on university campuses. And uh, recently, as you've been hearing in the news, we see, we've seen an arrest in Victoria. This after a vehicle came dangerously close to protesters in that city. It's also raising a lot of questions about the freedom of speech we have in this country and when that line gets blurred with hate speech. And joining me to talk a bit more about that is Graham Maitland, associate lawyer with Arbo Fuldauer LLP. Graham, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Good morning. Thank you very much. Good morning. Can you talk a little bit about what actually is is safeguarded in Canada as far as our Charter of Rights and Freedoms? I know the word speech actually isn't in it, but, but what what does it say about that? Sure. So, yes, we talk a lot about freedom of speech, and I would say that's usually because we get uh, we watch so many American TV programs and they talk about speech. Technically, in Canada, it's the freedom of this is in Section 2B of the Charter. It is the freedom of thought, belief, opinion and expression. Uh, So I like to use the term expression and it for all intents and purposes, it's the same as freedom of speech. You could say that expression is a bit more of a broad thing, um, but Realistically, what's protected is it's that it's the freedom to say and do things to express yourself, your thought, belief and opinion. However, uh, Section 2B, just like the rest of the charter, has to be read in conjunction with Section 1, which says that you have all of these rights. You have the right of expression to vote, uh, all of these things. But these rights are subject to reasonable limits prescribed by law as can be demonstrably justified in a free and democratic society. So what it set, so how it works is you have all of these freedoms, but the government and the courts acknowledge that these are not blanket, you know, it, it's not, you, you don't have the freedom to do absolutely everything you want. There are reasonable limits that can be put on your freedom of expression. And that's why in this country we have very, uh, we have criminal provisions about hate speech. And is the word hate speech actually in the the criminal code or when you talk about the criminal provisions? Because I think that's where in some cases it's very obvious that something is hate speech, but in many cases it's not. Right. So we talk about um, promoting, uh, there's things about promoting of hatred. So the sort of the relevant ones that that would be applied uh, in, in most cases are section, it's in section 319 of the code. And that is things like communicating statements that incite hatred against an identifiable group or communicating statements that willfully promote hatred. Uh, so those are, uh, those are things where, you know, you're going out and you are saying and you are inciting hatred or you are promoting hatred against specific groups and, and identifiable, identifiable groups is it covers a wide range of, uh, you know, distinguished based on religion or origin or sex or orientation, all of those things. And we've certainly seen examples of this with rallies taking place, not only in Canada, but around the world. A lot of those rallies uh, and conversations are taking place on university campuses. Is it is it different? Not that it would be different as far as the freedoms that Canadians have and the criminal code. But but is are university campuses uh, in some ways, are they are they held to a bit of a higher standard? So it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to say yes or no. There are specific things that universities have uh, 
by way of academic freedom where the university itself, the institution, has a degree of latitude. So universities, because just so people know, the charter only applies to government and government entities. And a lot of people say, oh, well, a university, it's a public university, therefore it must be a government entity. It's not. Uh, very specifically, there's numerous cases that says, no, the government may have created it, but it doesn't control it. And so universities, the institution themselves, have academic freedom. That's why you can have uh, universities bringing in speakers where there may not be a, uh, an agreement between the speaker and, and the rest of the university populace. With respect to individual students and uh, individual faculty, there can be things that the university can do with respect to codes of conduct or things like that about, you know, please, you know, don't do this or we take a pos- we take a position not to do this. But with respect to individuals doing things on a university campus, if they're students or otherwise, there are the standard rules with respect to the criminal code. And there's also certain things in various provincial uh, human rights legislation. But it's so universities have a, a degree of, of special thing, the institution, but individuals within them. Again, if they're with, if they're part of the university, there's a thing there. But if they're just on the campus, then not exactly, I'd say. Uh, there was recently a controversy at the University of British Columbia when somebody had put stickers in various locations on the campus, and the stickers said "I heart Hamas" on them. Where would that fall under, as far as breaking or or, or being an expression? I mean, I, I think that clearly is something that is hateful. So. Uh, it certainly would appear to be that they, someone would be exercising their freedom of expression. But again, we would go to, okay, we acknowledge that's an, that's a, a, an, an exercise of your freedom of expression, but we also have the criminal code sections. Does it cross that line? And if so, the courts have ruled that those criminal code sections uh, are allowed to stand to infringe on your freedom of expression because you may be promoting hatred uh, or uh, or communicating statements that, that uh, incite hatred. Um, I'm, not, I'm not a dedicated criminal law lawyer. I'm not going to speak to if those specific instances. But yeah, that would you could run it through the Section 319 if someone were to say, no, 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 I've got freedom of expression. Section 1 would come in and say, yeah, but that's a reasonable limit, and it's proportional to say you can't just say whatever you want. There's also the element of if they're posting things on private property that could also cross into vandalism, but that would be a lesser incident. <laughs> All right. Well, Graham, we'll have to leave it there for this morning. But thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much.